Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Beans. Beans. Think about it. Think about beans. We're going to give you a minute. <laughs> Start the clock. <laughs> Count it down. Just like a moment of silence for the beans. <laughs> 1,999. Natalie, what is beans? <laughs> uh, bean is a seed from a plant that is in the family Fabaceae. And they are used to be vegetables for people to eat or animals eat them. Fabat with an F. F-A-B-A-C-E-A-E. That is barely a word. <laughs> I did a good job trying to pronounce it. Fabaceae? Fabaceae? Uh, it sounds like fava beans. It also sounds like cavoisier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you feel about beans? They're out there. They're edible. Lots of people <laughs> like them. They're fine. It's just, I'll tell you what my issue is with beans. If I don't eat the beano, then it just destroys my inside. I'm not even one of those people that goes around saying, oh, I ate Taco Bell once. Now I have diarrhea for nine hours. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I have a really healthy digestive system. You just get the farts. It's not even that I just palpably have more gas volume coming out. It puffs up my intestines so much that it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It'll press up like into my lungs. It'll feel like I can't breathe as well. Then it'll feel, sometimes it'll feel like I suddenly have a sharp pain, which is great. It'll be great <laughs> to just sit at your desk or be laying in bed and suddenly feel a sharp pain inside you. What could it be? Something bad or nothing. <laughs> I don't like beans. Yeah, you know, just sidestep the whole thing. Who can blame you? Right. I don't like them that much. I like hummus. I like refried beans. I think that's it. But I'll tell you, I made, and this is last year when things were different, but I had some friends over. I knew a lot of them were vegetarians, so I made uh, vegetarian baked beans. And they were really good. And I had like a couple pounds of them left over, and I swear to God, it's like every day I ate them. It's torture. It was so good. Five minutes on the lips. 120 minutes in the pits. <laughs> that was a reach. <laughs> I appreciate your commitment to rhyming. I get that same issue where I have extremely bad bloaty gas, but I get that when I eat Quest Bars. Is it, it's because the oligosaccharides in there, they say they're fiber. They're like a chemically processed artificial polymer made of sugar. It's always a nightmare whenever I have one. I'm always like, I'll be sitting there and be like, why do I feel like my waist is like suddenly three inches larger than it needs to be? Like I can feel myself being like completely bloated out. Every single time I'm like, did I have a Quest Bar? Yes. 50% of my enjoyment at Quest Bar, which by the way, if you're not familiar, it's just a protein bar. And then they've got like some gum. It's like gummy, mm -hmm. sort of gummy. They do that and they mix it up so you don't mind that you're just basically eating dry protein powder. Right. <laughs> it's really, you have to basically train yourself to eat it to begin with. <laughs> They put like three oats in there, but they always put them on the surface. So you're like, I see an oat. This truly is an oatmeal cookie. 
out. <laughs> you see it? This is going to be a good one. I couldn't find a note in the last one. <laughs> I had to train myself to eat those things. Like, you kept on buying them, and I had to train myself to eat them because they were always in the house. It took me a, a fucking minute before I could, I, I could, like, get through one without being like, oh, this is horrible. No, that's by, that's by design, because you would always be like, do you want the other half of my quest bar? Yeah. Yes. I have to admit, you know, I was going to say they're a small company. They're probably a medium-sized company. They're not a small company anymore. Quest Nutrition, the company that makes them. You know they make a pretty they make a pretty good they make a pretty good quest bar. And uh I just I wrote them once and I said, "Hey, uh I've got a recipe and you use a quest bar for the recipe. It's only got 100 calories. Do you want do you want me to send you the recipe?" And it was like Yes, Jeff here from Quest Nutrition. I'd love to hear that recipe, Drew. And I responded and I said, the recipe is you cut a fucking Quest bar in half. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Jeff, if you're... <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> you know, one in a million chance, Jeff, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you walked right into it. <laughs> You could cook beans all kinds of different ways. You could boil them or fry them or bake them. You could make some kind of thing with them. You can like whip them up into some shit and dip it up with some stuff. I like black bean dip. See, I think my thing is with beans, I, I don't like them when they are shaped like beans. Really? I don't like the texture of having like the little guy who's nice and smooth and then you bite down on him and it just kind of like mushes into like a starchy, a starchy blob between your teeth. That's gross to me. Most foods I don't like is because the texture really grosses me out. I could see that. So if you could take the beans and make them so they're not like biting on them, having them squish like that, like I'd probably be okay with it. Unsquishable beans. <laughs> We've talked about this many times before, but I think we ought to nail it down. A tomato, a fruit, mm -hmm. culinarily a vegetable, biologically a fruit. Mm -hmm. Corn, assumed to be a vegetable due to its placement in the grocery, but biologically speaking, a grain. Mm -hmm. And nutritionally speaking, a grain mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Beans. Are seeds. Biologically seeds. Mm -hmm. So culinarily, what are they? I think that they're. In, I think that they kind of. They're kind of starches. Okay. I, I would. I would classify them as a starch, wouldn't you? Yeah, because uh, nuts and seeds are fatty. Mm -hmm. You know, sunflower seeds, almonds, pecans. They're they're fatty. Mm -hmm. Is the main constituent of those. So beans have mostly proteins and carbohydrates, but they're heavy on the carbs. That's why you can do stuff like make falafel. Oh, yeah. You know what would be, you know, this fits into my theory of the grand food replacement theory. Mm. Okay. I've been developing this for many years. And it all started when I realized that you could take anything, you could take any recipe that has avocado in it, and you could replace the avocado with butter. The trivial case, of course, being avocado toast. So Guacamole. Yeah, butter mole. It's better. <laughs> Easy. What about that salad that you put the chunks of, of avocado on? Well. <laughs> butter salad. Neither one is good. And that's like, 
that's a trivial case where if you have a bad dish involving avocado, there's no need to improve it. Just start over. Mm-hmm. Butter mole. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. So you take beans, and I'll say Natalie makes a killer falafel. I do make it. I will eat. I like falafel. Those are made of beans. Imagine. Beans are legumes. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Do you know where I'm going with this? You take some peanuts. You soak them. Oh. Are you going to make you peanut falafel? Food process the peanuts. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Onion, parsley, salt. What else do you put in there? Maybe a little bit of cumin, something mm-hmm. like that? Sure. Deep fry it. Tell me what you think about that. <laughs> I think you should try it and see what it looks like. If you've ever made falafel with peanuts, let us know. <laughs> On the Discord, if you're not a member of the Discord, patreon.com slash University. Hop on there, tell us. What did you think when you ate the peanut falafel? Was it good? You've never done it because it's new. Did you love it? Maybe we'll do it in the time between recording this and posting it, and then you can do it, and you can be the second one in the world to do it. <laughs> So they started calling beans beans in the 12th century, but obviously people had beans before then. So they say beans were like extremely old. What were they called before they were called beans? Other stuff in ancient languages. <laughs> you know what I think? Huh? You know the word bear, right? Uh-huh. The ancient idea with bear was that if you said the true name of the bear, that the bear would come out of the woods and get you. Yeah, uh-huh. And so they started calling the animals whatever the original word was. They started calling them bears because that was a stand-in for saying whatever bears used to be called. And then bears eventually just came to be known as bear because that was the word they used to replace the forbidden word that would summon the bear. <laughs> well, it explains why the bears never show up when we call for them. <laughs> so really, it seems like it works. Yeah, yeah, word to treat. Bear <laughs> never never shows up. No, it's a true name. Yeah, it, we covered we covered the philosophical weight and like the magical powers of, of of a person's name and the ability to evoke them in the previous episode. We surely did. So, uh, <laughs> what if the word bean was used to refer and they were afraid that if they said the real word for bean, like it wouldn't sprout or it wouldn't, <laughs> like it wouldn't fruit <laughs> right onto the bean plant. Maybe bean is because you, you want the beans. Yeah. So, so if you say bean, you if you say the original word, you scare it. That's so part would, of when you, when you grow beans, you're supposed to go up to the hole and go, beans, hey beans, come on, come on and grow beans. That's why everybody had to do the science fair experiment where you, where you play rap to plants. Right. <laughs> so what, Natalie, what kind of plant grows beans on it? What does the plant look like? Most of them are on vines and like on runners. Do you want to see what one looks like? Yeah. They look like vines and you have to kind of train them up on a pole and then your beans hang down on them. Yeah, they are vines. They kind of wrap around and climb up something, so they get that vertical. Mm-hmm. They get that vertical advantage. So maybe in the wild, beans would climb up trees, and there would just be beans hanging off trees. Not all of them are on vines like that. There's pole beans that are like that. Some of them have more of like stems. 
some of them are like different and it's like a bushier plant they had beans in europe and then they also had beans in 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 the americas when they came over the word bean refers to both the 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 european beans and the american beans even though they're different so like a lot of the beans that came from the americas are inside of pods they're like dry beans as opposed to being fresh beans. Oh, what is a fresh bean versus a dry like a bean? Green, like a green bean or like a lima bean or like you, like a fava bean, like beans that you would eat fresh. As opposed to beans that would emerge from the pods after the plant like went through its cycles and stuff until the fall. Oh, I didn't know that. And then like things like lima beans, like they're like not the same as... I don't know anything about the structure of lima beans. You want to see what a lima bean looks like? It comes in a pod that looks sort of like... But but you would eat them it looks, like a pea. It looks like edamame, doesn't it? It looks mm-hmm. like snap peas. Mm-hmm. But you would take them out of the pod. You don't eat the pod of them, but you eat them fresh. So the other ones, why do you have to dry them? That's just how they are. That's how people started using them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that clears it up. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, something works better in the whole situation. <laughs> I just the beans are the, the dry beans are called pulses. Oh, uh, I've heard people call lentils that. And that a pulse is a leguminous crop that is harvested for dry grain. So it's like you don't eat wheat fresh. You always get the wheat dry. Yeah, and you, right. Right, yeah. Right, and people do corn like that. Yeah. Like if they're not picking it for sweet corn. Right, exactly. They have been doing beans forever. They say that the first beans that they started dealing with were fava beans. And yeah. the original fava beans were little, like the size of your fingernail. And so they would they had those and they kind of bred them a little bit to get them to be a little better than they were. And it spread around. And so they had uh, evidence of people growing the improved fava beans in 7,000 BC. Wow. So they had already done breeding on the beans to mm-hmm. make the beans more fava. More bigger and cooler and like... Yeah, because that's the thing. When you're talking beans, you know, you can make a long bean, you can make a green bean, a brown bean, but at the end of the day, you want cool beans. <laughs> The only kind of fucking beans I want to deal with. <laughs> I actually, I actually like cool beans is like one of the things that I probably say too much. It's probably on my list of responses I have that I probably use too much. Cool beans. <laughs> I think it's fine, but I think it's obvious when you say cool beans that it's not that cool. <laughs> cool beans. <laughs> I know why you say it, because what I would say in that situation is I would take a deep breath and I would say, I accept this. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Acknowledgement with like very low emotional investment. (laughs) Right. It's Yeah, it's the layman's 10-4. Bean team out. (laughs) Cool beans. They had beans in Egypt and they started doing broad beans in 2000 BC in Iberia. The the thing I read said that people have been eating beans since before they were doing ceramics. I don't know about that. 
Well, the beans had to come from somewhere. So I would say before, when did ceramics start? The Venus of Willendorf was 30,000 BC. Anyway, I think that beans were in the wild. I think there was some kind of bean that was out there. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At some point, it was very slow because people, let's face it, folks, we're dumb as shit. Uh huh. You know what? Just get a mirror and look in it. And you're, as far as we've come, you're as good as it gets. If you're anything like me, you like to look in the mirror and say, not good enough. <laughs> So really anything that happens is achingly slow and anything really consequential most of the time just takes hundreds or thousands of years. Mm -hmm. So I think that beans were around. I think that ceramics came before the agriculture of beans. People, oh, yes. People may have found beans. Yes, I agree with like, that. Oh, I found these beans and I ate them and maybe we'll find some more later. Yeah. But, like, that Venus that I pulled up was, like, 19,000 or 19, like, like, what's that? 29,000, yeah. But it was 19,000 years older than the beginning of agriculture. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So. Being the plant existed. Yeah, sure. And then it took, let's say it took forever. <laughs> because beans are only here on planet Earth if you draw the line, you mathematically, you have the line, you have the timeline, right? You have, you're, you're in algebra, you're in trigonometry, you have the X, Y axis. What's at the end of the axis? It's an arrow. You know what the arrow means? This bitch goes on forever. Right. To the left, the left arrow represents no bean. <laughs> right. There's a mark on the line. This is the first bean. <laughs> There's another mark on the line that says, hey, we figured out to eat beans. <laughs> mm. And then very close to that line is today. <laughs> right. So, okay. So the thing that they used to do in the New World was the, the Native Americans would do this thing called Three Sisters, where they would grow corn, beans, and squash Yes. In the same field. Yes. And so they would grow the corn, and then around the corn, then they would plant the beans, and then the beans would use the corn stalks as poles or run up the corn, right? Right. Uh -huh. And then they would plant the squash around the beans and the corn. It would run down the rows in between the corn and keep weeds from growing because the squash would outcompete. Right, weeds. right. And it would also deter animals from attacking the corn because the vines and the leaves and stuff were so unpleasant to walk on. Also, the beans being planted next to the corn dumped a bunch of nitrogen in the soil that the corn needed to grow. Absolutely. And I just saw a video today. Actually, somebody shared this on our Discord. It was a time-lapse video of corn growing. And it was corn growing in the summer. It grew one and a quarter inches in eight hours. It was a sound of the corn cracking because corn makes this sound as it grows and it just expands. It's like the water pressure in mm -hmm. it or something. Mm -hmm. But the bean growing up the corn, very smart, very smart. And yet the Europeans came over here and they were like, these folks are dumb. We need to try monocultures. So beans in general are heliotropic. So they turn towards the sun. 
they actively move to capture as much of the sun's energy as possible. Yeah, right. And it needs to be warm to grow beans. And it takes between 55 and 60 days to get a plant if you were to grow a bean. That's pretty fast. Mm -hmm. If you have a bean that is like a pulse, you would have bean pods and then they would turn yellow and get dry. Uh And then this beans inside will then turn from green to whatever color they are. Like if they were like red beans or whatever. Oh, okay. So, So like red lentils will turn from green to red and then... By the time they mature, they're dry then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Or like you have like black beans. Wait, so black beans start out green? I had no idea. I just assumed they... When they they first start and then as they mature, they they turn into whatever color they're turning into. I had no idea. Immature kidney beans. Look at that. They're... You can actually eat them fresh if you want. They're called something different if you do that. Flagellets. Yeah. So it's a perfect one to arbitrarily pick. They recently developed a bean called a bush bean. That does not require support. And all of the pods develop simultaneously. And this is not bushes, baked beans. No. It's just a a bean bush where all the beans happen at the same time. Because if you have, like, other kind of beans, like, you'll go out and they won't be ready to go yet. And you'll pick, and then you go, and some of them are ready to go, and you'll pick those ones off, and then you'll wait for the rest of them to come in. Oh, I didn't know that. So they grow fruit and then each single fruit matures at different rates is what you're saying. Yeah. That sounds hard to deal with. I think that's probably good if though, then you don't have to eat all the beans at once. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten into anything but trouble by eating all the beans at once. <laughs> uh, how many kinds of beans do you think there are? This is like genetically speaking, because these are. This is according to the genetic kinds of beans, like genus and species. I'd say there's probably about probably about two thousand kinds. Now, uh, before you tell me the answer, I would say personally, there's about four kinds of beans to me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you how many beans there are. Here's what the beans are to me. You want to know my four types of beans? Mm-hmm. Hard beans, mm-hmm. soft beans. Mm-hmm. Beans in the pod uh-huh. and wild card. <laughs> okay. If you can't fit in those categories, you're a peanut motherfucker. <laughs> Isn't a peanut a bean? Well, a peanut is a bean in a pod. We're going to break this up. Patrons are going to get a separate episode only on hard beans. <laughs> So, what does your science have to say about this? 40,000 kinds of beans. 40,000. Yeah. I was only off by a factor of 20. <laughs> so close. What is the worst bean? Out of all 40,000, which one is the worst? Because you in know, my there's. opinion or in the world's opinion? You know, you could go either way. I was thinking scientifically, which one's the worst? Like, which one is like, yeah, technically it's a bean, but this one's the go to the beans. <laughs> Probably like uh, the beans that they use to make alfalfa and stuff. Oh, yeah. Are those beans? Uh-huh. No, you're supposed to eat. Yep, see. You're supposed to eat the plant of the bean. Right. You know what, mung bean? Uh-huh. Sounds too close to dung beetle number one. <laughs> Number two, you really only just eat it right when it cracks open. I like alfalfa. I like mung beans. I like all that stuff. But ever since 
I read about how they can give you diarrhea to death. Oh, I, I stopped eating them. Yeah, that's a big thing is I don't eat sprouts because it's apparently relatively very common mm -hmm. that when you get sprouts, they have E. coli in them, mm -hmm. right? E. coli or salmonella. Those are the big two. But you know, my least favorite bean is green beans. No. I think it's green beans. Yeah. Why? It is like, it has like a weird, not like squeaky, but like a weird. Crunchy. No, it's not crunchy. I know what crunchy is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it has it gives like a weird it feels really bad to me on my teeth. Okay. I really the texture of beans the green beans gross me out. All the other kind of beans I I think that if I tried hard enough I could find a way to make them where I would like them. I cannot think of any way to make like a dip out of whipped green beans. <laughs> So, so it's texture and that's, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, you, you want what you want and you like what you like. It's totally valid. It's all texture, baby. An old lady at the gym once said to me, toothsome. Toothsome. She's, she used the word toothsome and I've loved it. And I still feel like I don't know if that's a real word. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> I, I went to the gym and so I go to the gym in the middle of the day. You know, things have been weird lately, but normally I'll like watch dumbass TV and I'll talk to random people in my neighborhood and shit. There was an old lady and she turned to me. We were watching Food Channel on the treadmill and she turned to me. She's like, you know, they take anything on this Food Channel and they just make it mush. She's like, I want something toothsome. <laughs> she was like, I don't know about you, but I like to chew my food. And I was like, damn straight. <laughs> I like to chew my food. <laughs> yeah, chew it. That's what I like about green beans. So, um, did you know that a lot of beans are toxic? No. Red kidney beans are toxic. How are they toxic? You have to boil them to a, for a certain amount of time in order to get the toxins out of them. And so, if you do not bring them all the way to a boil, the toxins in the beans don't get destroyed. Bean poisoning is like a thing. Really? Uh -huh. Apparently there was a case where someone made falafel out of butter beans. Normally when you eat butter beans, you would boil them when you were cooking them, right? Sure. But since they're making falafel, instead of making them like you normally would, they just soaked them and then ground them up. People who ate it got poisoned. So what kind of... T uh, I know castor beans have ricin in mm -hmm. them. Yeah. They also have a lot of anti-nutrients in them. What are anti-nutrients? Um, compounds that interfere with the absorption of vitamins and will interfere with vitamin metabolism. I did not know that there was a toxic bean situation happening. You know, wandering around... You're in the forest, you're eating lima beans, you're eating broad beans, you're eating fava beans, you're eating green beans, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's cool. You eat some castor beans, dead. Yeah. That's totally, I would stumble upon a patch of castor beans and be like, free beans, baby. I would, yeah, I'm I would. I'm bean rich. I'm bean rich. <laughs> that's totally, that's 100% what I would think. I'm a beanionaire. <laughs> I mean, it took a lot of dead cavemen before people were like, oh, yo, maybe don't eat all the castor beans, dude. Right, right. <laughs> beans aren't always poisonous. They're also... <laughs> really? They're also high protein. <laughs> <laughs> beans, the... 
you know, the childhood rhyme, I've been trying <laughs> to put off saying it. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. Sometimes they're high in protein, sometimes they're high in poison. <laughs> and one cup of beans has between 9 and 13 grams of fiber. So not only do they help you fart, but they also help you poop. And they have all those oligosaccharides, which is the same kind of sugar that is in cabbage. And that is what makes you have farts. That's the same kind of fiber that's in Quest Bars. Is it? Yeah. And so you have to take anti-oligosaccharide enzymes before you eat them if you have problems with it. I do, and I do. I, I refuse to take Beano so I could eat Quest Bars. If I had to take a pill so I could drink beer without dying, I would do that too. <laughs> I'm a, I, I wouldn't say I'm an advocate, but I am a patron of better living through chemistry. Right. I'm not only the president of chemistry, I'm also a client. <laughs> well, you know, Natalie, <laughs> it was only, I was talking about this with some friends the other day. It was only 61 years ago in 1959 that amphetamines went from being over the counter to prescription only. Right. It used to be that you would get Benzedrine, which was mixed amphetamine salts, which we would call Adderall today. Yeah, the good shit. And <laughs> you could just get them mm-hmm. and take them for your decongestion. Right. And, you know, word got around. And you know what? You used to just be able to buy that stuff over the counter. Some people, when they talk about the good old days, they mean bad stuff. But uh, when I talk about good old days, I mean good stuff like Adderall that you just get at Walgreens without going to the special window, just on the shelf. Right. Next to... The laudanum. Yeah, next to the laudanum and the liquid mercury you take (laughs) when you get constipated from taking laudanum all the time. Oh, the mercury that makes you shit. You think your shit would be metallic if you if you induced it with mercury? You would. That's how they tracked Lewis and it's Clark. The poops themselves metallic? Well, it wouldn't. Okay, it, I'm talking about were they beautiful? I was hoping it'd be beautiful shit. It was like the mercury, uh, the poop. Lewis and Clark's poop itself dissolved into the earth sure. relatively fast, but you would find little blobs of elemental mercury left behind. Is it? This is like the fourth or fifth time we've talked about Lewis and Clark's poop. You know what? They pushed westward, Natalie. <laughs> there's, there's, and the reason we've talked about it so much is it's so funny to think about one of the only two metals that are liquid at room temperature, and these motherfuckers were out there drinking it. Right, sure. One of my relatives broke a thermometer. They were, they were afraid that they had eaten mercury. Because it was broken near their food or something like that. And so they went to the hospital in case they got exposed to mercury because it's a big deal. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then there was like a big hubbub at the hospital about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it turned out, they, I guess they didn't because they were fine. But that was the end of that story. <laughs> but I'm just wrapping it up before I say, why were they chugging it and they were fine? 
if it was such a big deal. Well, mercury is a is a really funny compound because uh, elemental mercury is not a problem. Mercury amalgam, which is an alloy of mercury with other metals, is also not a problem. What is extremely a problem is organomercury, which is mercury that is attached to an organic molecule that contains carbon. Uh For example, I have some mercury fillings in my teeth because I was born in the 70s. Right. On the other hand, there was a researcher, I think, she had a fume hood. She was working in a lab. She had uh, latex or neoprene gloves, and she was working with a compound called dimethylmercury. She dropped some on her glove. It went through her glove. It absorbed through her skin, and she was dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So organic mercury is just incredibly toxic to the human body. But you can, like, touch a puddle of liquid mercury, and as long as you don't do anything weird, you're fine. Wash your hands, I guess. Okay. Well, the end end of the story about my relative, who went to the hospital for thinking they ate mercury, is they came back and people put those little silver draggies in their food (laughs) afterwards to make fun of them. Like the little silver things you put on cake. Yeah, the little silver balls. <laughs> it's like mixed in their spaghetti. <laughs> and their spaghetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. I like that. So yeah, so they all those oligosaccharides make you do a fart. People eat them all the time anyway. It's one of their main plant food protein sources. It's hard <laughs> to get protein from plants. So tell me, Natalie. Yes. Are peas a bean? Peas have different kinds of stems. Beans don't have tendrils. Peas are treated as vegetables. Ninety-one percent of all baked beans are consumed on toast. I think this one may have been a British website. I think found, <laughs> I think you were unfortunate enough to happen across somebody with an agenda. I'm not <laughs> And you know, I've seen photos of baked beans on toast and I'm just not sure. And it does not I mean, I think this violates the butter theory. Uh-huh. Because what do you get if you put the baked beans on toast? What happens? Nothing happens. What happens if you put butter on toast? The butter soaks in. Here's a handy clue. If you put a condiment on your food and the condiment in your food don't interact, but they just sit there, then that's not a condiment. You just stapled two foods together and you said, mmm, it's good to me. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Baked beans on toast is a very toast sandwich food combo. <laughs> like when they took two pieces of bread and put toast between it. Yeah. I used to like, when I was a kid, I used to like pretzel sandwiches. <laughs> is it what it sounds like? It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> you got the mush of the white bread. Mm-hmm. The and then you got the crunch of the pretzels. And it was salty inside. Mmm. Well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll make a gourmet version, okay? First of all, how are you going to gourmet make, it? We're going to hand make the white sandwich bread. We could slice them so they're a perfect ratio of bread to pretzels. And then we'll get those lay-flat pretzel chips, the plain ones, so they'll lay nice and flat instead of you having to crush your pretzels up in your hand. Lay-flat brand has not sponsored us. <laughs> lay-flat pretzels. Flat, you... flatters, sins, pretzel flats. <laughs> You know who has sponsored us, Natalie? 
Harlem Township, Ohio, uh-huh. the best township in Delaware County, Ohio, northeast of Columbus, Ohio, Ohio. Home of the Cheeto sandwich. Did they invent the Cheeto sandwich? Yes. That's fantastic. Shouts out to Harlem Township and, of course, Hazel Technologies, our other sponsor, which makes packets of chemicals that make your food. Nothing don't rotten. ask me. Don't ask me how it works. Ask them. They won't tell you because that's how they make money to sponsor Garbage Brain University. But if you are mailing a grape. Or apple. Are you mailing lettuce to your friend? Cantaloupe. Tired of mailing cantaloupes to your friend and your friend says, these cantaloupes are rotten. (laughs) I was looking forward to some great grapes from across town and now I got these rotten grapes. What did you learn today about beans? Beans are poisonous and some poison. (laughs) The poison makes you poop. (laughs) What's the best way to get cookie tummy from a natural vegetable you could find in nature? The answer, the humble bean. (laughs) We should get get Quest Bars to sponsor us. I'm sure they will after our rundown. Jeff Quest again if you're out there. (laughs) Again, I'm sorry and call me. You just need to invent a quest bar that doesn't make my guts bloat. We're wrapping it up, but I have something I think might be worth a million dollars. Oh, God damn it. Shit. Garbage Brain University. Million dollar idea. The savory quest bar. Tired of going on Cookie Quest and Chocolate Quest? Yeah, so this is only worth a million dollars to Quest Nutrition. (laughs) Okay. But what if you made a salty pretzel quest? Oh, I think they already did. No! <laughs> they Toast quest bar. Toast. Hamburger quest. Actually, that's probably a really great idea. So what we do is we get big logs of bologna, and we cut them into little bricks, and then we dry them so they are like bologna jerky. And it is like the most cheapest garbage protein that we could sell. Yeah, and we can make it so they have the little tiny bits of green pepper in it, too. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this is obviously good. Like, that's what you would get at the babysitter's house. We'll make it with mortadella, and they'll be like, oh, it has olives in it. Continental. Fantastic. So, <laughs> before we go, this idea of beans was suggested in our Discord by Ash. She said beans and legumes. So, thank you to Ash and... We have an errata. We failed to mention our worms episode. Do you know who suggested worms? We had two users. Pi is exactly three. And Hunky Chungus suggested the topic of worms to us. And we failed to mention, I think we failed to mention that in our worm episode. So thank you to everybody for suggesting all these episodes. Hop on our Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. We'll get you in. You get instant access to the Discord. You get access to the odd-numbered episodes that you don't get to hear. Wondering what happened to GBU111? Why don't I have this in my player? It's because you didn't subscribe, my motherfucker. Yeah, but you get subscribe, and then suddenly, guess what? You're fucking rich in episodes. Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye.